I wasn't terribly surprised. I thought it made sense dramaturgically. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dramaturgically. I'm your host, Stephen Clark, and today we are on episode nine of the podcast. So rapidly continuing our <laughs> posting schedule at the moment, which has been great. Been really enjoying talking about these films with you guys. And today we've actually got something quite different from what we've talked about um, on the podcast so far. You know, when I started this podcast, I sort of thought, you know, mostly I'd be dedicating um, my time and efforts to talking about a lot of films that people haven't seen and maybe shed some light and um, open discussion for films that aren't really talked about a lot. But I think uh, getting getting into it, I've really enjoyed sort of this, I guess, these 15-minute spoiler-free podcast, um, I, I suppose, breakdowns and debriefs and discussions. Um, and I really want to bring that into my general movie viewing as well. So from here on out, we'll sort of be mixing it up, I guess. You know, I'll still be keeping a lot of content based around, um, you know, my Criterion collection and different films from classic and foreign cinema. And that is sort of, will still be the main basis of the podcast. But um, by no means will I be, I guess, being afraid to to share uh, my thoughts on, you know, the latest and greatest um, films coming out in 2023 and beyond as well, because, you know, that is... It's, it's still really relevant to, to talk about, you know, the films that we're seeing come out today and maybe how how much longevity they will have and the impact that they have on the industry. And today's film, as you can tell from the title, is a film that has made a lot of noise in the last few months. And uh, I'm quite late to the party actually seeing this film. Um, I It's a sequel and I really, uh, I did adore the first film like most of the world. Um, absolutely love uh, the animation format as a as a whole, I really think it's one of the most free artistic expressions that we can that we can really experience. You know, we're talking about the combination of of, of filmmaking, of drawing, of coloring, of artistry, of writing, of music. Um, pretty much, the only limitation in animation is the limitation of your own animation, which is a pretty beautiful thing. So, I I absolutely love animated films, and I look forward to sharing more and more animated films on the podcast. And today, yeah, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse from 
Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was directed by Joaquim Dos Santos, Justin K. Thompson, and Kemp Powers, and was obviously uh, produced by the famous duo Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, and is a sequel to the very successful 2018 film Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Now, anyone that's been following along in the last few years knows that there is a lot of Spider-Man films around, and Spider-Man is quite at the top of the table, I would say, for... um, popular culture and uh just i i guess at the top of the zeitgeist um in general for superheroes um anyone that knows me personally personally knows that i'm not exactly the biggest superhero fan you know i tend to i tend to watch a fair lot of them just because it does tend to be relevant to the industry in general and it is interesting to see the evolution of action films and i guess um see see how they evolve and you know see what makes them good and see you know what makes the the not so good ones not so good (laughs) um but i am absolutely delighted to to report and you know i'm not breaking any ground here that this is a fantastic film um i absolutely loved the first film as well so it's no surprise to me that this film was excellent but uh i guess what really stood out to me this time was the absolute freedom that the success of the first film has given this film and the directors and the producers and the voice actors and everyone involved from the animators all the way up. Um, because this film is truly one of the most expressionistic pieces of art um, that I think we're likely to see this decade. I mean, just the absolute artistry on display here is pretty fantastic. We see uh, so many different, so many different art styles, um, combining and clashing and in contrast with each other and, um, and benefiting each other, you know, it's sort of, it weaves between, uh, hand-drawn animation to 3D animation to sort of, um, different color spectrums and, you know, even within scenes and moments, you know, the, the art style is changing and just to, just to have this level of, of thought out, artistry on display um I ju- you just have to applaud the the animators because what they've actually managed to achieve here um is is quite groundbreaking just on its own level from the technical aspects of of the animation um you know i don't profess to be any expert in animation i have a lot of friends that work in animation um you know i've loved animated films since growing up you know from everything from studio ghibli all the way to pixar um you know to some more obscure stuff as well but it's truly it it is it is quite awesome and i guess this is the benefit of all the money that is going into superhero films these days um that every now and then we get a film like this that comes across that that truly transcends um the genre transcends the the art form almost and sort of presents us with something entirely new um and that's really what this film is um to 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 break down the plot a little more because i do want to talk about the plot of this film rather than just the artistic achievement Um, which I think that, you know, I've shed enough light on now. Um, After reuniting with Gwen Stacy, Brooklyn's full-time friendly neighborhood spider is catapulted across the multiverse where he encounters the Spider Society, a team of spider people charged with protecting the multiverse's very existence. But when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles finds himself pitted against the other spiders and must set out on his own to save the ones he loves the most. Now, this is a fantastic film uh, about identity. It 
it covers a lot of different things. Obviously, a lot of Spider-Man films and just superhero films in general are all about identity and, you know, finding yourself and, you know, uh, being able to be your true self. And that is sort of the the analogy that we do take out of a lot of superhero films. So it's not breaking any ground on that territory, but I do think the way that it's handled in general is, is pretty spectacular. And, you know, Miles as a character, even from the first film, you know, we... The, one of the one of the things we really love about Miles from the get go is just that you know this is just a kid who's going to be himself. He's uh, he's not going to be afraid to be himself, and I think that's really an important message for kids. You know, around that 15, 14 bracket to see, um, because you know so often identity, uh, you know who we are, our personalities can be sort of squashed and and pressed down, whether it be you know by um, strong parenting or um, society or people at school or anything really, you know, just finding ourselves as well. Um, and this is a great film just about that alone, you know, about finding yourself, about finding your people, um, about trusting your instincts, about, um, it's a film about growing up and there's some great stuff in there as well for, for parents that, you know, might want to take their kids to see a film like this. It's, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a brilliant film about learning to let go, but also, you know, like, knowing when to be there for your children as parents, you know, you need to give them that freedom to express themselves and to, to grow up and to change and to, to take risks and to, you know, uh, be late and to, you know, to, to trust their better, their better judgment and to go out and find new and exciting things, even though that you might think that it's scary as a parent. Um, and th- th- this is a film that sort of, that really understands that. And, and at no point did I feel like the conflict with, that Miles has with his parents throughout this film, which sure is some. At no point did I ever think that the conflict was unreasonable from either side. Um, it felt really truly balanced and reflected a, a situation that you know, apart from obviously the spider, uh, the spider powers and whatnot, um, could be something that you see in in general society and you know, like between a, a real um, mother and father and and son. And and, that, and that's brilliant, um, and you know, and just 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 to pad along with that as well, Gwen Stacy, who's obviously our co-lead in this film, she, um, she's absolutely brilliant. You know, she sort of she sort of opens the film, and we get a bit more of her her backstory in this as well. And the relationship between her and Miles is really something that drives through the story as well. You know, it's it's quite a believable sort of uh, uh, love story, or maybe not even a love story, just a bit of a, a, a romantic sort of um, possibility, I guess. You know, and, and and seeing that fling sort of develop more and more, and even even just from a friendship perspective as well, you know, these are two people who who truly think that you know they're alone in the world, and and they find each other and understand that you know they are they're not alone, and they have each other, and they're they're the most two alike people that they could possibly come across in the universe. And I think that's really beautiful because I think that that's something that you know is true of of romance and love in the in the wider world, you know. Uh, that feeling that you get when you meet someone that you truly think is is more like you than anyone else on the planet and who understands you. And that's something that is is abundantly clear in this film and makes the love story something that you want to root for and uh, believe in, even though that it's quite explicitly <coughs> told to us that, you know, this is in some ways a doomed, a doomed relationship. You know, they're from two different uh, universes at the end of the day. So... Yeah, that's something that is absolutely really well developed and and I guess even though, you know, obviously there's some conflict and tension between the two characters, um, I, I think that neither of the two characters either uh, ever jeopardize 
um, who they are and they stay true to themselves, which is like, again, I said, one of the core messages of the film. Um, something that's worth bringing up as well, I think, is that, you know, this film is quite villain heavy. There are a few different villains at different segments and junctures in the film, which I actually didn't find to be too distracting. Usually I don't like that. I like to sort of focus in on, on one core issue or one core problem. But at the end of the day, this is a pretty epic film and has a pretty grand scale. Um, and with that requires different sort of levels of antagonistic forces to be challenging Miles um, on different levels as well. And what I really liked about it is that they all sort of have their own motivations and purposes um, to be pushing on Miles from every side. You know, we've, we've, got our, we've got our main classic villain who essentially just needs to get and wants to get revenge on Miles. Um, which is Spot, played by Jason Schwartzman, who is excellent and really funny in this film and uh, becomes quite a really compelling, um, scary and terrifying villain. Um, Whereas we also have, um, you know, people, uh, without spoiling too much, in the Spider Society who are pushing against, um, you know, what Miles wants to do and against who he is as well and sort of challenging him to become something that he's not. And that that is just a fantastic and to antagonistic force as well because it really offers him something different to push up against than he's perhaps used to um now overall this is a fantastic film really enjoyed it i mean i think some people have complained about a whole bunch of different things and if you have seen the film you know that the ending is quite controversial i personally really liked it i was sort of spoiled on the concept of the ending going in so maybe that was my brain sort of processing it and understanding it but having heard it, I was quite skeptical of, of how they would pull something like the ending of this film off. But in my opinion, they actually did it really, really well. And um, absolutely, I'm engaged to come and see the, the third and final chapter of, of this amazing uh, To Become trilogy. Uh, yeah, and you know all the other elements of this film as well that I might not have gotten the chance to speak about in this short review, like the music... And the voice acting, you know, we get a great um, appearance from Daniel Kaluuya in this movie as well. Oscar Isaac, um, the return of Jake Johnson at points in the film as well is really brilliant. Um, and it's just a, just a wonderful, wonderful array of voice cast to go with this film as well, which bleeds so much life into it. And there's so many different types of characters. Um, and that, that's sort of the humanistic thing about this film. Um, maybe just a really good final point to end on that um, I think this film is all about uh, how wide and different the world is, you know, how, how many different people there are, you know, all these spider people and characters, they're all supposed to be representative of the wider world that we live in. And, you know, how hard is it to be an individual in this world? And, you know, what does it truly mean to stand up for what you believe in and who you are and to be yourself in a world that, you know, is becoming more and more, uh, like one another. And, you know, we're, we're sort of losing our own identity and and sort of filtering into, I guess, a conglomerate of of ideas and ideologies and uh, beliefs. Um, but as individuals, I guess we all have the power to, to stand up for what we believe in and to be who we want to be. And I think that's a really, really beautiful message. And it's just one of the core things that I absolutely love about this film. So guys... Uh, I'm guessing a lot of people that will be listening to this have seen the film already because I'm quite late to the party, as I, as I mentioned. But yeah, let me know what you guys thought about this film. I'd love to chat about it some more. Drop me a comment in my letterbox review. Um, yeah, and also, guys, you know, as I'm pushing out into the... We're going to be on episode 10 of the podcast uh, in a few days. So 
thank you so much for, for joining along and for helping me get to this point. I can't wait to keep going and to hopefully get some more listeners. So yeah, guys, if you're really enjoying the podcast so far, I'd love some suggestions for films as well. That's something that I really want to uh, embed in the podcast is um, some feedback from people that are listening and you know films that maybe I haven't seen that you guys want me to check out and talk about. I love to do that. I'd lo- I would love for this to sort of become a, a bit, bit of a conversation rather than me just, I guess, um, <laughs> to- talking, talking to everyone. Um, so yeah, thanks so much, guys, for listening. I hope you've really enjoyed the podcast. And until next time... Have a great day.